This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have the Italian stallion, known for his bold tastes and all the money he makes, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is joining us on this Friday. Joining us today is the OG Crypto Goliath, supporting the OG hat and the head of 3T Security, Gonzo. Welcome into the program. It's always exciting to have you as a guest. And today we have a very special guest. He's focused on passive income gains and is famous for shooting virtual brains. NFT Tones is here to drop some crypto gems. So we're going to get some NFT updates from our NFT specialist. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce is standing up for retail investors as she publicly criticizes her own agency's enforcement of the crypto market. We break down the long-term impact of not embracing this new technology. With over $500 billion lost from the crypto market in this month alone, high-ranking industry executives are calling for a bear market, stating this is exactly what the industry needs for its next step forward. Ripple continues expanding its business as Saudi Arabia and the United Kingdoms announce a massive new partnership. Meta is planning on owning all the data in the metaverse, and Coinbase founders are buying back public shares. Could this mean the market's turning bullish? Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So it's like Gary Gensler always says, justice delayed is justice denied, people. And we are going to get into that today. But we have our NFT specialist in the building. We're going to start bottom up this morning, Johnny Crypto. NFT tones. Got to say I love your keyboard. But what's some of the information you're going to be bringing our listeners this morning? Uh, you're muted, Tones. We'll start off with Johnny while he figures that out. Mr. Johnny Crypto, why don't you cover NFT Tones here? How are you feeling on this Friday and, and what's on your mind? 
Well, first off, uh, thank you, Abs, and good morning, Warrior Maniacs. How are you today? Uh, no, I'm doing well. I, I missed all you guys yesterday. I had some personal stuff I had to take care of, so I couldn't make the show. So I missed uh, all my brothers and sisters. I missed all the Warrior Maniacs and listeners out there, too. So it's good to be back and looking forward to jump into uh, jump into some stuff today, man. I got some good topics. I can't wait to start bashing them. I mean, Johnny Crypto, I got to ask you, what would you think about that introduction? That was on the fly, impromptu. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, every single one amazes me. I'm always impressed. Self, what's up, Gonzo? It's great to have you back. And that that OG hat looks perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Abs. Really appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here. Good morning, everybody. Um, as always, Abs, that intro was absolutely killing it, man. I mean, that was totally freestyle too, so I love it. Uh, but yeah, happy to hear to be here. Feel really blessed and humbled. As always, love you guys, and just excited to be here for the show. I'm not musically talented, but I consider those intros. That's my way of rapping and throwing it out there. But I do have a really cool comment before we kick it to NFT Tones. Somebody just commented that the digital asset investor gave the Good Morning Crypto Show a follow today in his video. That is huge news. That shows that we're doing the right stuff. And we're going to continue doing the right stuff as we brought NFT Tones to drop some gems for our listeners. So NFT Tones, what's on your mind? Am I unmuted now, Abs? All right. So first things first, I'm going to be talking about crypto prophecies today and how gamers can earn up to $700 a week. Then we'll be going over OpenSea and how they make a step towards decentralization with their new Seaport protocol. Then we'll be going through Muhammad Ali's uh, The Next Legends, which is the first ever Metaverse AI boxing game. Then we're going to touch upon the NFL partners with Mythical Games to develop its first uh, play-to-earn game, NFL Rivals. And then lastly, we have, um, I'm going to show you guys some of Undead Blocks and the beta released yesterday if we have time for it. That's awesome, NFT Tones. And we're going to hop into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, 1,121 followers. We go live every single Thursday. I also go live every single Monday. So go smash that follow button and interact with us. We love talking to you guys. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is at the exact same number it was yesterday. Johnny Crypto, we're sitting in extreme fear. Let's get some quick comments before we hop into the total coin market cap. Yeah, like I said, we're, <laughs> I think we're going to be in some extreme fear between now and June or July. So I'm not surprised. So far, we're following pretty much, there we go, historically what we've done last year. So, you know, it's okay. I, I think it, if you look at if you look back to last year, had you been buying during this point, you would have had a really nice July and August to be dumping. Now, I can't say that's going to be the same exact scenario. We never, never know what the markets are going to give us. We know that the markets never give us anything that's predictable because if it was predictable, it would be too easy and, no, and the big boys would lose money. So it doesn't work that way. But I do think that we, you know, we are going to sit in a fear zone. You know, you know the old adage, sell in May and go away. So it's not surprising that we're going to be kind of sitting here at this, uh, <clears throat> at this zone for some bit of time. And we've so got industry executives calling for a bear market right now, Johnny. So we'll get into the total coin market cap. We are sitting at $1.19 trillion this morning. Holy crap, that number is low. Bitcoin is sitting at 46% dominance. Ethereum is all the way down to 17.9%. Very interesting moves happening right now. Bitcoin is sitting at 28700 Ethereum is 1700 XRP is 38 cents, XRP at 38 cents. And I really, really do think we're probably going to see lower numbers, but we'll dive into that later in the episode. Cardano is 46 cents, Kronos, 17 cents, Stellar, 12 cents, 
And we have Algorand down here at 37 cents. And of course, Hedera Hashgraph at nine cents. Gonzo, I'd love to hear from you. We know you picked up a little bit of Hedera yesterday. I mentioned that on the show for you. But what I'm really interested in is we're getting some interesting moves on the coin market cap. We are very, very close to that $1 trillion number. Do you think that the total coin market cap is going to dip below $1 trillion at any point during this bear market? You know, that, that just depends, I guess, on how low that Bitcoin goes, right? I mean, I mean, look, my portfolio is in the red just like everybody else. But the way that I look at it is that what we're going through right now, to me, is a real blessing, right? Because I understand what I'm investing in and I understand that I have a long-term time horizon and that I'm going to be able to accumulate, right, for the price appreciation that comes in the future. Like you said, I got some HBAR. I even actually got a little bit of XRP at 37 cents because my entry point is a little bit higher than you guys because I wasn't around for the um, C-word crash, right? And so I'm just kind of like, what's awesome about the bear market is that it gives you time to do your research, to invest, to look into these projects, and then, you know, employ your dollar cost averaging strategy, right? The, the main thing is to don't be emotional. I see a lot of people talking about when are we going back up? When are we going back up? Why? Why do you want to go back up? I feel like we just got here and I feel like we could go even lower. Like this is where a lot of your gains, a lot of wealth is made in the bear market. So for me, the longer that we stay down here, the better it is, right? So if it wants to go below a billion dollars, great, right? Because I'm doing my research and I'm investing in projects that I know are going to be around, right? And that's what happens in bear markets is that it gives projects, and we'll talk about this later with the article, but it gives them an ability to like develop, right? Not in a bull run where everything is all kind of hype and everything's moving really fast. This is where projects are going to go away that were just built on hype and had no legs to stand on. And the real projects that have real utility will be able to, will be able to develop and then you'll be able to invest and grow with them. You're spot on, Gonzo. And what gets me so excited about the bear market we're going through now, as opposed to what we went through before, is that nobody's questioning the long-term utility and the long-term impact of cryptocurrency. Everybody's just upset about the short-term price action we're going to experience throughout this year. And I do think that we're going to continue consolidating throughout this summer. But I do want to hear from Johnny Crypto. We've got people complaining about the volatility in this market. Yet, when you look around, we're getting that volatility across all markets. So a year-to-date declines. Bitcoin is down 37%. But mainstream stocks like Amazon, Spotify, and Google are down as much as 75% when it comes to a year-to-date. So Johnny Crypto, people are complaining about the volatility, but it seems to be a global markets issue. What's your thought? Well, first of all, <laughs> nothing ever goes straight up. If it does, you should be worried, right? This is the, this is the Bernie Madoff issue, right? So at the end of the day, we want to see things pull back. We want to see things correct to the right prices. Look at some of that stuff, Shopify and Amazon, Tesla, all those things were over. They were way beyond their fundamental values because the Fed was turning on the printing machine, spitting out money like it was freaking free candy all over the place, sending it out to everybody. That money had to go somewhere. It flew into here. A bunch of people made a shit ton of money on overpriced stocks. And now they're getting dumped. The ones who weren't smart enough and didn't have an exit plan got dumped on. And that's why they're pissed because they didn't know how to get out. What do we always say here at the Academy? It's mindset. Don't get into something unless you know how. I don't know why my screen's going all crazy over. Don't get into something unless you if you don't know how to get out of it. That's number one, Ab. So expect volatility, um, and and know that what you're investing in. Make sure you know that you're investing. Gonzo kind of touched on this. You want to invest in something that you know has value and you're getting in early. 
And that's exactly what crypto is. So just know the right ones. This volatility, frankly, to be honest with you, means nothing to me. I don't care. I don't even care. I don't even care. Because I know we're not at 2025 yet. So sit back, buy this thing, go do your bargain hunting, go buy all those good technologies now, stuff them in your bags, and then set it and forget it. And let's talk in 2025. And so I always like to address the prices exactly one year ago from where we are today because we were in the middle of some sort of a bull market, right? But what I think is so interesting is that a lot of these projects, can you imagine in 2025, people are going to show a price chart and say, on this day in 2022, XRP was 38 cents. On this day, Bitcoin was 28,000. So you can only imagine how these opportunities are going to be viewed at in retrospect. But before we hop in, I'd love to get another word from Gonzo. What are some of your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like the reason we're here is for the volatility, right? Um, knowing what kind of investor you are and what you're investing in. But that's why I'm here. I'm here for the volatility. I'm here to get involved in the bear market or in the lows so that I can make a profit when it goes back up and then reinvest as we go through the cycles, right? And we know that as we get, as um, the crypto market matures as an asset class, we're going to lose that volatility. And what's crazy is that as we get into 2025 and in the future, people are going to be saying, I wish... You know, I wish it was more volatile. I wish it would go down, right? Or I wish it would go up, right? And so it's all relative because we've talked about this before. Depending on when you got in, if you got in in the two cycles ago, right? If you got in uh, in 2013 or you got in 2017, even if you bought the all-time high, you're still up right now, right? So it's all about the long-term time horizon. And then like, like you show that where we were at last year and then where we're at um today right much lower so imagine where we're going to be at next year or the year after that so it's just understanding what you're investing in and you just got to keep a long-term time horizon right whether it's if you're into stocks the s p nasdaq bitcoin whatever that is if you zoom out and you look at the long-term time horizon you can see that it's moving to the right and up right the day-to-day doesn't really matter over a five to ten year period when you're investing in these assets they're moving up Right. And so you just got to keep that in mind and, and then just try to stay non-emotional. What's funny about the volatility about Bitcoin is that to other people like that are involved in, in, in stocks and other things, right, commodities, they look at Bitcoin and they think it's very volatile. But for us, it's actually the least volatile out of all of the crypto assets. Right. People that are involved in altcoins, you, you know, we're down, what, some 80, 85 percent. Some of them are going to go up to 90, 95 percent while Bitcoin is only down like I think 60 from its all time high, right? <laughs> and so it's actually not as volatile as people think it is in our in, in our eyes, right? And last yeah. night, oh, sorry, Johnny, go ahead. Just to follow that up. So basically at the end of the day, as Gonzo was saying, volatility is opportunity. So that's what it really means at the end of the day. If you're a short-term player and you wanna kind of play this volatility, then you're in heaven right now, right? This is exactly what you wanna see. If you're a longer, so it really comes to the mindset. If you're a long-term holder, then you're kind of looking at, hey, this is an opp- this is a buying opportunity, maybe not a trading because you not, might, might not want to swing trade and sell it next week. Um, but either way, volatility always offers opportunity. You just want to make sure that, as and Gonzo says this a lot, your dollar cost averaging into these positions because we don't know where this volatility is going to end. We don't know how low it's going to go. All we know is that we're in this kind of weird choppy phase. You know, it could keep going lower. We haven't really seen capitulation yet. So we want to see when that happens. But yeah, so look at it as an opportunity. Dollar cost average in. If you're a long-term trader, if you're a short-term day trader, oh, you, this is what you want. You're happy, right? So this is what you're looking for. 
And here's what I'm doing to remove a lot of the uncertainty I have from the market is I'm watching what the big boys are doing and none of them are questioning whether they're going to adopt this technology. They are starting to flood in behind the scenes right now and everyone's so focused on price action that they're not paying attention to a lot of these mainstream narratives. Doja Bank analyst says, I could potentially see Bitcoin becoming the 21st century gold. Doja Bank has over $1.4 trillion in assets under management. And anybody who knows about this bank knows about the sketchy character who was all over the mainstream news that they publicly banked. So if you know who I'm talking about, maybe don't put it in the comments, but that's just a reference from me to you. Johnny Crypto or Gonzo, do you guys have any thoughts on Doja Bank saying that Bitcoin could become the 21st century gold? Go ahead, Gonzo. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I totally, right? I mean, we say it's digital gold, right? Or we look at it more like a digital property, I, I would say, right? But yeah, when you see where Bitcoin's at with its total market cap and where it has the potential to go, uh, definitely, it has so much more room to grow, right? Uh, I think we're at a, you know, we're coming up on a weekly close and a monthly close, and we're kind of at an important level, right? If we lose twenty eight five, I was looking at the charts this morning, then I think we're going to go down lower, like we've been talking about. If we can stay above that, then maybe we're going to get that relief bounce where we're going to bounce up. But we talked about this. I think it's going to range somewhere between I think thirty six and thirty nine k, right? And that'll be a time where, um, if you know, if you want to pull a little bit of profits. Um, you can, but for me, I'm just going to play that out and just watch it and then wait for that come back down so that I can invest. Because once we take that bounce up, we're definitely coming back down uh, uh, lower, I believe. And Johnny Crypto, we saw JP Morgan come out yesterday and said that their fair price target for Bitcoin was $38,000. And now we have Doja Bank coming out and saying that they see Bitcoin as the potential to be a 21st century gold. Anybody who's been watching this show for a few months has watched your evolution of how you view Bitcoin at first, we were haters. Then we started to understand the technology. And now we're actually, some, in some way, shape, or form, advocates of what Bitcoin is going to become in these global markets. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I was never a hater of Bitcoin. I, was just, I just didn't see as much opportunity on the upside as I saw in altcoins. And that's why I really fell in love with altcoins and the technology and the solutions and the real world solves that they bring. But you're right. As I've kind of dove more into this and started to understand the space, and started to see the billionaires come in and start adopting it as a um, another form or vehicle of currency for them, right? And in this case, they're viewing it as digital gold. The reality is if a bunch of people are willing to accept something and they deem it um, worthy of being a currency or digital gold or whatever we decide to call it, then that's what it becomes because that's what the U.S. dollar is. <laughs> it's a piece of garbage. It's worthless. It means nothing if the next guy isn't willing to accept it, right? That's how currencies are formed and made and have any kind of value is the trust behind it. And more importantly, the, the willingness of somebody else to accept it as payment for a form of barter, right? And in this case, if we see that more and more billionaires in more and more of the world is willing to adopt Bitcoin as, in this case, a form of gold, and if that continues to become the narrative and if more and more institutions start adopting it under that premises of gold, then it's absolutely going to be digital gold. There's no question about it. Now, is that going to happen? Well, I'm going to wait to see what regulation does because I personally believe the government is going to want some kind of form of currency that they can't control and manipulate, although they can because they can buy a bunch of it, but uh, at a high price, I guess. So I think that's what we're going to see, Abs. We're going to wait to see what regulation comes. And if, if Bitcoin is still standing after regulation and billionaires are still buying it, then, yeah, I would believe that this is going to be the case. We will see Bitcoin becoming the 21st century gold. And let me tell you something. 
you're going to want to have it in your bags before that decision is made. And that's why I'm, I'm starting to dollar cost average into it now. Johnny, but you brought up something really important, which is that all these currencies, they have nothing behind them. It's all just perception and meaningful and like meaningful thought process. But Warren Buffett brought up something really interesting, which is that he said he wouldn't pay $25 for all the Bitcoin in the world. And when I said this to Andrew Cashwell, he got a good laugh. I said, I wouldn't pay 25 Bitcoin for all the dollars in the world because then you have the exact same problem. What am I going to do with these dollars that have no intrinsic value? Well, I'm going to have to convince consumers that they need to buy this because they can trust this currency. And that's exactly what Bitcoin's doing now. But I want to hear from Gonzo before we kick it to NFT tones. Yeah, I just wanted to add that, you know, so Bitcoin came out of the, you know, the financial collapse of 2008, right? So I understand what Bitcoin has become, but when it originally was, was, was rolled out, it was the first time that we had a currency that was peer-to-peer that didn't involve the government, right? or any kind of state. And, and so I think Arcane Bear talks about this all the time, and I think he's spot on. It's a crisis asset, right? And that is very, very unique. It's the first time ever that you can take all of your wealth and re- just memorize a seed phrase, and you can take it with you, right? It, it's hard to move gold, especially in large quantities. You can't move your house. Sometimes you can't take your car, right? But if you put your wealth into Bitcoin, right? All you have to remember is your seed phrase, and then you can go wherever you end up. And so uh, I think he's spot on when he talks about it being a crisis asset. And, and as the economy goes bad the remainder of the year, I think we're, we're going to see um, uh, what, it, what it can do. And not just Bitcoin, but some of the other cryptocurrencies. You're spot on, Gonzo. And we have so many live listeners out there. If you're enjoying this content, show us some love. Smash that like button. We are about to deep dive into some amazing NFT topics as well as overall market analysis. But we just had some breaking news NFT tones. So before I kick it to you, we're going to address this breaking news. Elon Musk says that Tesla merchandise can be bought with Dogecoin. And soon the same concept will be applied to SpaceX, Johnny Crypto, and then Gonzo. What are some of your thoughts? You know, like I said, I always wondered what photos that the Doge people have on on Elon Musk. <laughs> He's pushing it so hard. But listen, at the end of the day, if he wants to make Doge his uh, his form of currency, and there's going to be real value in the products that can be bought and sold with, then you know people are going to start to adopt it and they're going to buy. It. I don't know what his affiliation or love for Doge is, to be honest with you, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's one of something he likes. He wants to bring to the table. It's going to happen. And, you know, just like we talk about Bitcoin, you know, someone said here that it'll never replace gold. I'm not saying Bitcoin is going to replace gold. What we're saying is it's going to coexist as another form of another another potential means that people can invest in. And the reality is, Gonzo said it very beautifully, is when you're traveling overseas, you want to carry <laughs> a, a, a $100,000 of gold in your pocket or $100,000 of Bitcoin? Because it sure is a hell of a lot cheaper and lighter than you carrying Bitcoin across the border than trying to stuff you know, a 10 ounce bar of gold in your, or one ounce, a couple ounces of gold in your pocket. So yeah, I, I think it'll coexist, but I really think it has, it has a potential to be the digital gold there, but the Doge thing, we'll see where it goes. I, I'm glad I have some, I'm definitely going to hold on to it. It's like we always say, Johnny, Dogecoin to the moon, <laughs> baby, to the moon. <laughs> I'm only kidding, but it will be interesting to see this. This tweet just came out right now. So any of our live listeners watch the Dogecoin price chart, wouldn't surprise me if we got some short-term bullish price action, maybe a couple green hourly candles. But what are some of your thoughts, Gonzo? Yeah, you know, it's definitely going to pump the price. Like, we've seen this before. This is nothing new, right, where he talks about it. Uh, the only thing I can speculate is that, you know, he has a large bag, but he has so much money. Does he really care what the price of Doge is? But, you know, 
there are people that have, you know, huge wallets and, and hold a lot of it. And so for them, I guess it's a good thing, but understand this, that um, this would have more of an effect. I think is if we were in a bull run, right? If we were still in that bull run, I think the price would really take off, but because we're in a bear market right now, we're going to get some price appreciation, but I don't think it's going to go to the moon because we're in a bear market. Right. And everything is going to be down. So you're spot on Gonzo. And I want to go to NFT tones here. NFT tones. What are some of your thoughts on the Dogecoin news? And then feel free to dive into whatever you have planned for today. Yeah, I find that hilarious. I mean, we saw it coming. Like, I feel like Elon is going to push Doge to be probably accepted everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised in that. And then so what I wanted to show you guys was uh, this right here. Hold on. Share screen. Can you see my screen abs? Uh, Nope. Okay, I got you. I'm adding it to stream now. Now you're good. Awesome. So NFT gamers have a chance to earn up to $700 a week just by playing the Crypto Prophecies. And so it's a free-to-play game, and you can play up to 50 games a day. And then as you progress through the levels, there's currently about 20 levels. You can progress through them and access bigger winnings and rewards. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because they have people are earning about a hundred dollars a day. And depending on where you live, if you live in the Philippines or whatnot, this can help because three, $400 a week is, or $700 a week is huge. So this could have really helped to pay the bills depending on where you live. And as you can see, they're saying seven an average is $700 a week. So I definitely recommend checking this out because it is a free to play game and if you do end up liking it, you can actually then invest in further uh, upgrade your characters so that then you can have the possibility of earning more money. And I like this because it's not, it's like a skill based game, but it's different because what it is, is it shows you a chart, right? And you're supposed to basically choose where the chart is going to go so what i'm trying to do is show you guys some kind of image over here but it doesn't seem like they have one well if you look in the background on my screen you can kind of tell and so you choose if it goes up or down and you're versing either another player or ai and depending on how you do you actually win their tcp so you take their coin or you win mpop so i find it a really interesting idea and i think you guys should check it out for a game that's free to play and that's possibility to make $700 a week. Wow. That's a big chunk of change tones. And we're going to continue flip-flopping between me and tones articles. So he's going to bring you the latest NFT (laughs) updates and then we'll hop into some modern news for today. So we'll get into our first planned article, which is that we are in a bear market. And I think that's a good thing. Crypto firms hope that the market slumps shake out the bad players in this market. So the recent crash in digital assets will help get rid of the bad actors in this space says many market analysis from all over the place. We are in a bear market, and I think it's good. It's good because we're going to get a clear set of people here who are bad actors and a clear set of people who are here for the right reasons. The legit players in this market will not only be able to focus on building and developing their programs, but forget about the valuation of the tokens because every single token is down. And we've reiterated this throughout the the entire bear market on our channel Coins like Propy, VeChain, HBAR that have real-world use cases that have not been affected, yet their projects are down to nearly 25% of what they were just a few months ago. And that's just based off the bearish price action we're experiencing in the macro markets. It's much bigger than Bitcoin. It's much bigger than the alts. 
But during the bull markets, when everything is green, nobody thinks about building and developing. Everyone is just focused on making a fortune, which is the totally wrong mindset to have in a market like this. The co-founder of Polygon echoed that sentiment, calling the crypto sell-off necessary. He said the market had become a little bit irrational and maybe a little reckless to a certain extent. And when it comes to a market like this, a correction is normally needed. As Johnny Crypto says, at the end of the day, it is healthy. So what are some of your guys' thoughts? I'd love to start with Gonzo and then go to Johnny Crypto. Do you think a bear market is necessary? And if it's necessary, is it a good thing? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Not just for you know you being able to get involved and, and get in at lower prices for price appreciation, but it's a way that the market um, trims the fat, right? Just like they're calling it bad actors, but what, what I look at it as is projects that don't have legs to stand on, right? Projects that came in, during the bull run and it was all kind of hype and maybe they got a little bit of money, but there's no sustainability there. Right. And so those projects you're going to see are going to fade away. And that's just like the natural cycle of these markets. If you go back to the 2017 bull run, there are projects that were probably top 50 or there's even in the top five that, that one went away. I forgot what it's called now, but another one dropped like to the, to the top 100. And so this is just kind of a normal way that the cycle plays itself out. But it's a good time for the good projects, right, to be able to develop and build. Because like you say, you say this all this time, Abs, is that nothing has changed. The technology hasn't changed. These companies haven't changed. Their direction hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is the price of, 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 the, of the crypto, right? That's the only thing that's changed. But if you were believing in it or trying to FOMO in it when it was at all-time high, why wouldn't you continue to invest when it's way down low? Because absolutely nothing's changed that utility is still there those companies are still there but that's why it's important for you to do your own research and really invest in companies that have a real utility and um are really doing something not just something based on hype or speculation i do think there's a positive narrative to be taken out of this as well just the fact that people are able to build fundamental portfolios right now at low prices. It's something that hasn't come around for a good 18 months. And everybody who's entering this market with unrealistic expectations about price targets, well, they're going to get a real world. They're going to get a smack in the face from reality because this market isn't just about making money. It's the real evolution of currency. And we're seeing large institutions flood all over the place. That's the main thing we cover on our channel because that's what we think is most important. And we got a quote here that says, large institutional investors have been getting involved in the crypto market. And we're also a key reason for the latest sell-off. I find that to be very interesting because he says, if people are looking for assets to sell, crypto is going to be on that list. Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, well, first off, crypto got a big boost in the past year and a half, right? Especially thanks to the, the Fed turning on the printing presses and it gave an opportunity for people to come in and inflate these <coughs> technologies, which aren't even, some of them aren't even in use yet. A majority of them aren't, right? They're still under development or trying to get implementation. And so, but yet, the big boys know it's all about speculation. Most money is made in these things and speculation, not on the fundamentals. When the fundamentals come in, everybody's going to be bored to death. Nobody's going to want this market anymore. Gonzo said it earlier. There's no fun once we get to the to, to everything being deployed. So, but in terms of the the, the, the article and its question, the reality is um, that yeah, there is going to be a calling. There has to be a calling of all these shit coins that we have out here. And so that happens in a number of ways. One is through a beer market. Some of these are not going to survive or they're going to drop to the bomb. They're going to go away. And then secondly, the big one that we're all waiting for is we talk about all the time on the show is regulation. 
when regulation is, that's when you're going to really see a lot of these bad boys get a haircut, right, and get rid of them all. And that'll be a good thing. And some of the ones we have are going to get sliced. But I think at the end of the day, what we're hoping for is let's let's let the real players come out. Let's see who the real ones are. So then we'll know which ones we've hopped on the train that's that's going to leave the station. And there's going to be new ones that are going to come on board, especially after regulation. That's going to be the more exciting ones because now they're going to, if they're coming out after regulation, they're probably most likely more legit. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, but yeah, the, the bear market's going to call some of these out, but, but not all of them, not till regulation comes. You're spot on Johnny and Brad Garlinghouse even commented, urging investors to take a long-term view on the crypto markets. He said Bitcoin two years ago from right now was only $8,000 and now it's over 30 grand. So yes, there's been a crash and trillions of dollars have come out of crypto but when you zoom out and you took a further look, you can see the long-term trends. And I think crypto is here to stay. Everybody on this panel agrees, but I'd love to hear some thoughts from NFT Tones. Tones, you're muted. Any day now. I got two double mutes over here. So I'm excited because if you look long-term, this is exciting because right now we know bitcoin is probably going to uh like the future of bitcoin we know is going to be huge and i feel like if we just hold and if you get in at the right price you know you're going to be golden so it's all about kind of getting in at the right time and to always afford what you can invest in yeah, I know what I think is this comment right here, Johnny Crypto. I think you should address this. It says, what many people are forgetting is if you can afford to invest in crypto at the moment, you are privileged. Most people are struggling to make ends meet. They need money for bills. They need money for food. The government is killing us while we're stacking our bags. Johnny Crypto, why don't you provide a little insight? I think that we are right, right? That, that's a great point. Sometimes we lose that, that hindsight of we, you know, we're experiencing some bearish price trends. We're all losing money on the assets that we had purchased a few months ago. But at the same time, I'm still making enough money where I'm able to dollar cost average in every week. And anybody who shares that sentiment, you are privileged. You do have an advantage, not only because you have family and friends, but create that freedom for yourself. And the best way to do that is continuing to build a fundamental portfolio, taking a long-term outlook and not getting overly emotional. But I'd love to hear from Johnny here. First of all, I'll say to Captain Cringe, amen. You nailed it right on the head. I think it is so important that he's right or she he or she i don't know who that is that um there are a lot of people struggling shit i went to on the way home yesterday from the link to meeting i was filling up my gas my my car it cost me 80 bucks to fill the tank i was like 80 i remember when it used to cost me 21 dollars. now it's freaking 80 bucks right so yeah thank god we get to work from home now and so maybe it's not as painful but it's still painful and it's costs are through the roof everywhere and people are struggling to make ends meet and i'm so glad that Hopefully, if this show can get out there and it can wake a few people up and they realize like, hey, you know what? It's worth taking 20, 30, 50 or 80 bucks a week and putting it into one of these technologies that we're talking about versus maybe spending it on, you know, going out to dinner one night. Or, you know, there are things we can all do to cut back. I do it. I mean, I had like a whole bunch of different subscriptions I had signed up years ago. They're whacking me nine bucks a month, 12 bucks a month that I hadn't canceled, right? Because it's a pain in the ass to go figure it out and cancel. But you start canceling those things and it adds up and that's 50 bucks, 30 bucks, 90 bucks. You can buy a bunch of shit ton of H-bar right now with 50 bucks. So it might not sound like a lot, but I encourage everybody out there, even if it's a small amount, you start putting a little bit into these bags and then somewhere down the road, it could be a bit, it might not be a life-changing save. But it could maybe help out significantly in the long run. So very good point, 
Captain Cridge, thank you for bringing it up. And to everybody out there who's struggling, you know, try to try to find where you can cut costs, put a few bucks into the crypto market. I think in the next few years are going to be very, very, you're going to have a great opportunity. And during times like this where there's major uncertainty and people are losing money all over the place, the best thing to do is know that you have other people you can rely on. And in our community at the 3T Warrior Academy, which you can find the link below, we have a free Discord where you can talk to our whole community. But that's the best thing you can do. Get yourself around like-minded people. Bring some clarity into the market, some fundamental understanding. That way, when you see articles that, that make you nervous and you have this rush of emotion, you understand that that emotion is going to come and it's going to go. And there's people in the community who can bring you that perspective. But I'd love to get some words from Gonzo before we continue with our articles. Uh, yeah, no, totally. I, I mean, and I totally get it, right? Like, so I was, I'm first generation born here. And my parents came here. They didn't speak English. Um, and so I know what it, I, I grew up poor, right? I know what it is to go to bed hungry. I am very, very, very fortunate for what I've built with my life. Like my, my girls have not had to go through what I had to go through, right? But what I would say is this, is that's the good thing about crypto and this asset class, that it doesn't matter how much money you can you make, you could always, if you put yourself on a budget, take a very small percentage and just put that little bit in. Like, like Johnny's saying, whatever that is, whether that's 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever, and then just try to find ways to make money, whether it's recycling, whether it's going to garage sales, like Coach talks about this, right? Flipping vacuum cleaners or Postmates or, or whatever that is. But try to figure out something that you can do. Because even if you put in a little bit, like Johnny said, it might not change your life, but it might make a big difference, right? Getting in at these prices and then just paying attention to the market when you can. And when we start talking about, hey, we might be close to a, to a bottom. Or, or, hey, when Bitcoin pulls back, it's going to bring the alts down. And then investing in those like you're talking about, like HBAR got down to like, eight cents, it could go down lower, right? Um, and so whatever you can invest in, whatever that is, it doesn't have to be a lot. Um, I think that in the long run, it's going to go a long way. You probably have to hold on longer. But you know what, I think it will make a difference. It definitely will make a difference. That's spot on Gonzo. And I want to go to NFT tones here. NFT tones, people want to know how they can make passive income. And that's why you're on this show. So what are some of the things you brought for us today? Well, real quick, I want to go back to Garling House because I think that's real important because I think people are forgetting too that crypto is changing the world. Like people aren't even realizing like we recently saw the article on soulbound NFTs and stuff. And I think that's going to play a huge uh, role in this space, especially with like soulbound licenses, soulbound college degrees, maybe even soulbound Carfax and stuff like that. So I think we'll start to see crypto is here to stay and we'll start to see bigger more elites start to say that and follow along with this um the next the ah, the next project or next thing i want to talk about is that OpenSea is making a step towards decentralization with the new seaport protocol and so seaport is allowing nft bartering and uh bundling seaport the seaport protocol also allows uh or also enables trait level authors. So you can, aside from letting you specify that if it has to be from your favorite NFT collection, you can also say that the NFT has to have particular traits. So if you're looking for something specific, you can. Now the new OpenSea protocol also supports tipping and Seaport is open, decentralized, efficient, and safe. Now, I'm a little skeptical when they say that because I mean, we've seen OpenSea and stuff get hacked before, so I want to see what they're doing to protect themselves from such hacks and stuff. But other than that, I am excited to see this come to OpenSea and that they're changing 
their protocol in allowing this kind of stuff because this is exciting because now people will be able to barter, barter and bundle. And it'll be interesting how people will be able to choose uh, what their favorite NFT collection is and ch uh, choose what particular traits, traits they want to go after. Very cool, NFT tones. And we actually have another article for today, which is BSV president urges Meta to store data for its metaverse on a public blockchain and hopes that Meta would take an approach that doesn't store data in their own servers. So we know that Facebook is currently right now taking user data and selling it to people. And that's how they're being such a profitable company. But what this article outlines is that Meta could become the interface that connects a blockchain to companies' metaverse apps. So they want to be the universal information provider for all the metaverses out there. Gonzo, I'd love to go to you first on this article, but I just want to read this quote that says, I hope that Meta can take an approach of creating a metaverse where they build the environment, but do not uniquely store your identity and data on their own servers. They want to make an interoperable platform where that information is, is accessible in all metaverses, all the separate metaverses that are being built right now. I'm not really sure. I think Facebook is going to control to store user data and continue to monetize it, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean... We, we could hope, right? You, you hope that, that this guy is going to open his eyes, but I doubt it. That, I mean, because then how do they make their money, right? That, that's how they built Meta, right? Facebook, what it used to be called, is by selling our data, storing it and selling it. So why would he be incentivized to now when, we're building a, when they're building a metaverse to go ahead and store that data on a blockchain that's decentralized so that other metaverses can connect to it, right? Um, we know how these companies work, right? They like to monopolize things, right? And completely take over. So, you know, you can hope for the best, but I won't hold my breath, right? Because they made tons of money by what they're doing with our data. We've talked about this before on the show that the future of Web3 uh, with our data is where the, where the uh, monetary value is going to be, right? And so these guys are going to be competing against decentralized right? That's what we want is decentralized so that we control our data and that we can make money off our data. These guys want to keep it centralized, want to keep it within them so that they can sell your data or do whatever they're going to do with it so they can monetize it and they can make money. So, you know, it's nice that, that he, he's making that comment and he's trying to like reach out, but you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, you try to look for the best in people, but uh, this guy is, he's shown us time and time again, that he's all about centralization. So I highly doubt it. It's like we always say, never trust Zuck, Johnny Crypto. Never trust Zuck. And I know that you're going to reiterate some type of thoughts along those lines. But if you're enjoying this content, show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to be back on this channel live in 72 hours. So you won't miss us too much. But we appreciate you showing us some love. Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts? Man, there, there isn't a Chinaman's chance in China that he's going to give up his freaking data, okay? That's like going to Apple and saying, hey, guys, can you give away all your phones for free? Like, yeah, okay. No, it's not happening. There's not even a, there's not even a, a chance in hell that that's going to happen. No freaking, it can't. That's how they make all their money, right? And, you, and not only that, data is the most valuable thing in the world. And so there is no way in the world, not only is it, you know, used to predict how people are going to behave, predict how to, you know, how to target people. It's sold to millions and millions of places. There is no freak. It's the most valuable asset in the world. And there ain't no goddamn way he's giving it away or making it public. No, 
Forget about that. You got a better chance of getting struck by twightening, lightning twice at the same place than Zuckerberg giving up his freaking his day. It's not happening. Forget that. Don't even don't even we should don't even think about it. It's not happening. How is it even allowed that Facebook is able to monetize their users' data without asking us permission first, right? Like the SEC is going after Ripple for selling unregistered securities, but I think a much bigger concern is people selling their personal data, whether it's phone numbers or who your friends are or what you're purchasing. That type of information is way more valuable than illegally selling a security in a market that's underdeveloped right now. So Gonzo, what are some of your thoughts? I was going to say, you know what it comes down to is the acknowledgements, right? Nobody ever reads that. So when people sign and they create these accounts and they and they check the little boxes and the permissions, no one ever reads that. And if you read that kind of stuff, that's where you see where you're turning over your data to them and they're able to do whatever they want with it. You're giving up your power. And so when when whether you're getting involved with MetaMask or Meta or whatever that whatever it is, you really need to read those acknowledgments before you check those boxes because you're going to see a lot of stuff, but that's how they do it because they know people don't read it. They just check the box and you give up your rights. Exactly, Gonzo. First of all, you ever try to read one of those things? They're freaking like 90 pages long. You can't even read them because an, an attorney wrote it so that you can't understand it. There ain't a, there ain't a goddamn person world that maybe there's half a percent of there's less people in crypto than they're reading those damn things. Uh, I mean, less people reading those than in crypto, but the thing is, when you give away that right in Gonzo's right, that's exactly what you do. Whenever you click that button, which none of us read, we just say agree to the term, these companies are smart. And in there, it says, hey, you can use my data, you can sell my data, blah, 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 blah. Now, here's something that's coming. So California, start, what the hell's wrong with Cal- California started this thing where uh, they are actually now requiring companies to tell you that they're selling your data. Um, and they're allowing, it's called the, uh, I think it's the CCPA Act, where um, California Consumer Privacy Act, where they're going to require p- the companies to start putting out there, uh, and you're right, it's not your friend, but they are going to have to now start putting out there that, you know, we're using your data and you have the right to opt out of using your data. So that's something to pay attention for. You can go into almost any one of your apps now and you can go there and you can disable the, the you, them using your data for certain things. And they're not supposed to be able to, in the past, what would happen is if you didn't click on that agreement button, basically you couldn't use the app, right? So that's it. They're trading off. And that's why Facebook's for free. Now, if he does, let's say, give the app away for free, what's going to happen is he's going to charge for Facebook. He has to, right? That's the trade-off, right? If you get the app for free and we use your data, or if we're going to not use your data, then you're going to pay a service fee, right? That's just how it works. But nobody wants to pay the fee. They're much happier having stuff for free, so they can't complain when their data is being sold because that's the trade-off. And it's undeniable that data is becoming more valuable than currency right now. But what's really interesting is this update we have. People that believe in crypto, right? Look at the list of CEOs and founders of companies that have come out and supported crypto in 2022. Tesla, Uber, Apple, PayPal, Google, Microsoft. The list goes on and on. Every single major company you can think of. And then we also have Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Charles Schwab all saying they support cryptocurrency as well. NFT Tones, what are some of your thoughts? You know, to be honest, this doesn't surprise me seeing some of these major companies, CEOs, believe in crypto. I mean, we see what crypto is doing. We see how it's revolutionizing, changing the world, changing the monetary system, changing the whole thing. And I think it's really exciting to see that these big CEOs are getting involved and believe in crypto because we usually haven't seen this in the past. So it's cool to see this. And 
hopefully in the future, bigger, more uh, bigger companies will get involved and believe in crypto. And what I like so much about this is that these people have come out and publicly promoted cryptocurrency, but a lot of these institutions are yet to get involved from a financial standpoint. Once we see companies like Fidelity and BlackRock allocating 2 to 5% of their 401k portfolios into the crypto market, that's going to happen in the next three years. And that's just going to be one of the major catalysts that push this market well above $10 trillion at some point. But Gonzo, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think uh, what some of those companies are waiting for is a little bit more clarity in the market, right? So uh, because um, they have certain rules and regulations that they have to follow when they come to investing, like retirement funds, it's billions and billions of dollars. But when they're investing in things because it's people's retirements, there's certain things that they have to follow, certain protocols. Um, but this tells you everything that you need to know right right here. Like, And I, and I think we've, we've gone away, I, I think as probably last year, we're shifting away from that narrative that crypto is going to zero. I think back in like 2017, 2018, when we hit that bear market, I think you had more of, okay, more of that narrative that it's going to zero. But I, I, I think we're losing that more and more of that it's going to zero or that whole for nefarious reason thing. They're going to find other reasons. Trust me. They're going to find other reasons uh, to, to go ahead and, and um, throw some shade on crypto. But, but I think, um, you know, we could definitely certainly say that it is definitely not going to zero and that crypto is here to stay as an asset class. And that's just proof right there. They're spot on Gonzo. And I'm laughing because somebody commented, why not good day crypto and all day show? I think we got to talk to coach JV about that. If he'll let me sit here and talk all day, I'm more than willing, but we got our next article, which is a ripple XRP article. I find this to be very interesting and very positive for the community. Ripple client SABB expands its business to help the UK banking giant. So what this is, is an on-demand liquidity corridor from Saudi Arabia to the UK that will be using RippleNet. And that just opened up yesterday. So Ripple customer, Saudi British Bank has inked, has inked a memo of understanding with the UK banking giant HSBC in order to create a real-time payments and new Forex services expanding its business into Saudi Arabia. Another very bullish article that's happening outside of the United States while Gary Gensler is trying to attack Brad Garlinghouse. But the chiefs, the bank's chief executive stated that the collaboration with HSBC provides them a unique chance to start using state-of-the-art payment technology for its Saudi Arabian customers. And the bank has been a client of Ripple since May of 2019 using their on-demand liquidity corridor from Saudi Arabia to India. This is another major advancement. This is another major economy adopting this technology. Let's start off with Gonzo and then kick it to Johnny Crypto. What are your some of your thoughts? You know what? It's It makes me super bullish on Ripple, and it, it just makes me think that it's just sad, the whole accredited investor thing, right? Because like we have companies like Link2 where you can get in pre-IPO and you can invest in Ripple, but this just makes it, like Ripple is constantly making moves and it just sucks that they screw the little guy with the whole accredited investor rule, right? And that you're not able to invest like the rich people do in, in the company of Ripple, right? Because Ripple is different than XRP. But for those of us that can invest in Ripple, we do have XRP. And, and so when you talk about XRP being down, uh, you know, 38 cents, yesterday it dropped down to 37 cents and we could go lower. These are the times to accumulate because of things like this, because they're making moves, right? And they're going to find a use case for Ripple, right? That's why we're investing in it. I'm not Ripple, but XRP, you know what I mean? I know but, what you mean. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But it just, it just sucks because it would be nice if everybody could invest 
um, in, you know, if everybody could, um, you know, be able to create an account on link to and whatever they can afford, they can invest and buy whatever stock they could in ripple or all the other stocks that they have pre IPO. Uh, but you know, that that's not where we're at, but it, you know, it just sucks. And for anybody who's wondering what Link2 is, we covered an article yesterday that said Ripple has plans to IPO on the New York Stock Exchange after the lawsuit with the SEC is over. And right now, those shares are being offered to accredited investors on a platform called Link2. So if you're an accredited investor, Johnny Crypto, actually, I feel like it's only fitting that you promote this since you went to the Link2 event yesterday. Maybe you can talk about that a little more. Yeah, so Link2 is very cool. Um, what they do is primarily they have a platform that allows you to be able to invest in what we call pre-IPO or private shares of a company, right? So for companies that haven't, aren't public and aren't on the stock market where you can buy them like Ripple and Crack and Uphold, there's an opportunity if you, unfortunately right now today, if you're an accredited investor, which means you have to make over 200K a year if you're single, you have to make over 300K a year if you're married, or you have to have a million dollars of assets, not including um, your, your primary home. So your 401k, maybe other rental properties, if all that adds up to over a million, you're an accredited investor. Then you have the opportunity to go in and buy shares of these private companies on the link to platform. And so then you would own, you know, you can own Ripple, you can own Kraken. And now there's no market there. You just sit there and you hold them. But then when these companies go public, like Coinbase did, you could have been buying Coinbase. I don't know if it was on link to, but I know it was on other places. You could have been buying them for a couple bucks, two, three dollars, five dollars. It ate yeah, x Yeah, it ate x I can't talk. It ate x from what they were selling it at. There you go. Right? Public. So it went up to three hundred dollars, right? So four hundred dollars. So obviously, you know, that's somewhere on the order of like four bucks, you know, forty bucks, right? And now it went up that high. So the point is, you have the opportunity. That's what Link Two does. Let you get in there. So it's it's exciting if you're an accredited investor. Now, Link Two is working on something, and I can't say exactly what it is, but I can tell you that they're working on some things to try and help open the floodgates so they can bring in the non-incredited investor as well. And it's not their fault. They're trying to work with the scumbags over there, the SEC, right, who have placed this rule in place that has basically said that if you don't make under 200 grand, you don't know what you're doing. You're not smart, so you're not allowed to pick what you should invest your money in, right? So they're trying to find a way to help those folks get into it. And I think they've got some solution that could work and that should be exciting. So if you want to have Ripple or Kraken, pay attention to Link2. There will be an opportunity at some point, I think, for non-accredited investors to get in the game as well. And if you just think about the pure hypocrisy that goes on there, you're not smart enough to invest your own money, but you're smart enough to go to the casino if you want to. If you want to go to the bar on Friday night, no one's going to monitor those projects. But God forbid you try to invest in a company that might change the world. You're not smart enough to do that unless you make over 200 grand a year. I just find that to be so ridiculous and it hinders investors. It especially, and I don't really know how to say this without saying the F word here. It Fs up the middle class. When you, when you separate the $200,000 mark and you create that line in the sand that says you are not allowed to have these unique financial opportunities. If you're a middle-class person in America, what the hell are we doing here? We should be giving the middle-class all the opportunities possible to move up that social ladder. If you don't have a middle-class, what you have is a massive separation of wealth. So the middle class, although it's the smallest class, it is the most important. Johnny Crypto, did you have a comment there? Yeah, I do. So one thing, someone made this comment, which I think is important. Um, so it says here you can pass a Series 7 test and become a credit investor. That is true, but there's one big hook to that. And it's not only the Series 7. You can always take the Series 65 as well. The problem is you personally can't go do that. You have to work for a brokerage. So it needs to be hung with a brokerage or some other institution. 
So that's the part that sucks. And it would have been, whoops, I hit that by mistake. Oh, or maybe I didn't, maybe you did that. But um, yeah, so that is the thing. So just getting that series seven only, <laughs> my fingers, it only, it only works if you have a brokerage that's willing to sponsor you or a series 65. So it's not that simple. I love what Dillip said here because he said it's about the slow destruction of the middle class. Coach JV talks about this. This decade, there is going to be, at the end of this decade, there's going to be people who are self-reliant, creating their own money, creating their own opportunities to generate wealth. And then there's going to be this separate class of people who I think the vast majority are going to be in this class that are reliant on government money. Whenever they print UBI, whenever they send government checks, I think the majority of American citizens by the end of this decade are going to be dependent on those vehicles to get wealth. But I'd like to hear your thoughts, Gonzo. Uh, I mean, I just wanted to comment on the hypocrisy of it. You know, like you, you said, you hit the nail on the head. Like nobody stops you from betting on an NFL game and putting your whole mortgage into it or tapping into your college, your kid's college fund, right, that you saved up and going to the casino and betting the whole thing. You know, nobody regulates that to where they monitor you, what you can put money or not. Like nobody cares, right? If you lose your house because you have a gambling addiction. But if you want to be responsible and take some of, your income and put it into these companies so that you know you can make a little bit of money then no no you can't do that we have to protect you against that because you're not smart enough so just the hypocrisy is crazy spot on any thoughts here nft tones no i'm good to be honest perfect so we'll hop into our last article for today which is a coinbase article New Coinbase co-founder acquired another 1.8 million in Coinbase shares this week. We just covered this earlier on the show. These shares are down 75% year to date. So I find this very interesting that the co-founder is starting to accumulate shares. We saw in public wallets that they were dumping. The company was actually dumping public shares, which led to this massive bear market that we've experienced in this specific stock. But it's very interesting to see that the executives on the board for this company are willing to pay $75, 000, sorry, $75 per stock. They think that's a great evaluation. Johnny Crypto, what do you think this indicates for the market? Are we reaching a good buying opportunity? I know this isn't crypto, but it is a crypto-related stock. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Well, I mean, yeah, it is a crypto-related stock. I mean, you have to be careful on these uh, insider purchases. I've watched these all the time in stocks all over from over a decade or maybe two decades, right? And you'll see all the time insiders are always buying. And sometimes they're buying and it turns out well. And sometimes they buy, it keeps going down. They kind of give false hope. So you just don't know. You, you really, I, I don't view this as, oh my God, this is the bottom. No, I don't look at it that way because I've seen enough of times where I thought that was the case because insiders are buying and they just kept going lower. Remember, these guys made a shit ton of money on this thing. So if they buy at this point, it keeps going down a little further. They don't care. It doesn't hurt them. But the casual investor who's borrowed a daily investor who doesn't have a lot of money and he's buying it thinking it's the bottom and it goes lower, you know, it hurts. So I don't, this is a very tricky indicator and I don't trust it. What I do trust is when, you know, when, <laughs> when we see the bottom and we see the capitulation, that's really the only time, you know, the bottom is in. So you can use it as an indicator, but don't use it as the Bible. Awesome. Yeah, I think they, I was going to say, I think they know that people watch these kind of things as indicators. And so they could use that to manipulate you. Right. And like he said, they make, they made a shit ton of money when they went public. So to them, like, you know, and they made money when they sold. So trying to trick people like this might be the bottom to get another influx of money because people are going to buy in and then dropping it even further. Uh, that's, that's nothing to them because they made a shit ton of money. So yeah, definitely be careful. And, and, you know, you can pay attention to it, but there are going to be other indicators just like there are in crypto that they're going to tell you that we're kind of at the bottom. Right. 
You're spot on. And anybody who's looking to figure out a successful way to trade in the public markets, go check out Nancy Pelosi because she made over $200 million so far on her public trades. I know everybody, Gonzo shaking his head like I'm serious here. It's like, I'm completely kidding. But I just think it's funny because Nancy Pelosi makes less than a quarter of a million from our tax dollars, yet she's worth over $200 million because she's such a successful trader. It's just amazing. I wish I had that natural born talent, but I do want to thank NFT Tones. Sorry, Johnny Crypto, go ahead. No, you mean you wish you had that insider information that she gets. That's <laughs> I really Everybody, mean. I hope you know I'm kidding. Nancy Pelosi, don't come after me, but you are insider trading. It's all public information. <laughs> thank you, NFT Tones. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And thank you to Gonzo. Another amazing episode. We are going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. We'll see you guys in 71 hours, and we'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. They're the monkeys. Woo! There we go, baby. <laughs> it's Friday. Feeling, feeling. See you guys next week. Let's go. Have a good weekend. Peace, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>